2023 as part of a SurrealPolitics.com members-only live video chat. It's a service I sell, which you can purchase if you see fit, at SurrealPolitics.com slash join. And since I have some expectation that perhaps not everybody's going to be familiar with the context here, I'll point out that that's uh, like surreal politics, but with a K in politics. And you can find out all about why I do that uh, if you decide to get familiar with the content. I introduce this and uh, provide the context that I do on the expectation that perhaps some people are going to hear this that are not familiar with everything that's happened. Because what transpires illustrates a bit of interesting political history that I, I think may have some relevance outside of its normal circle. It talks about the history of myself, Christopher Cantwell, my show, The Radical Agenda, and an outfit known as the TheRightStuff.biz, um, and our interactions over the course of a number of years through very important historical events. And I think it came out to be uh, uh, very interesting. These recordings are usually made every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. amongst paying members. And so it's a, it's a more intimate context than my live call-in shows that I do every Monday and Friday. Uh, and although there's, there's not a, although the listener has no expectation of privacy in that setting, uh, I want you to know that I, I contacted the, the listener that you're going to hear me speaking to, and I offered to remove or alter his voice in order to avoid putting him at the center of a controversy. There's no, um, that's not how the chats usually go. If you were to become a member and listen to these things, you'd hear regular voices. And this has been edited for the purpose of public release into a controversial uh, political subject. And that's what you are about to listen to. And I, uh, I think that you're very fortunate to be listening to this because what's about to happen is very interesting. I'll address here. I just posted this to, um, to, uh, Telegram. Some of you guys probably heard. I don't want to. I don't really want to get into this. I have not bothered to inform myself about all the internal politics over there. But you know, there was uh, some Telegram posts that apparently our uh, our friendly competitors over at TheRightStuff.biz and um, you know some some people with strategic ideas not entirely similar to our own over at something called the National Justice Party. Um, they have parted ways with a fellow by the name of Eric Stryker. Um, and he was like one of the founding members of the National Justice Party. He's been doing a, a podcast with TRS called Strike and Mike, him and Mike Enoch doing a show. And so it was announced, uh, they, they, they gave out some very corporate sort of boilerplate sounding notices that he's not going to be with them anymore. And then um, apparently Stryker came back later on and said, oh, they already broke their agreement not to, you know, badmouth me. And I don't really know exactly what he's talking about because I'm, it must have happened on a podcast because I don't see anything badmouthing him on Telegram or whatever. But then we have like this phenomenon. It always happens that basically on the on the on the Christopher Cantwell's comments Telegram chat. You know, you have people coming in there and like basically trying to stoke a conflict, trying to be like, oh, well, you, you know, you should you should go hook up with Eric Stryker, which is funny if you know anything about the history of me and Eric Stryker. <laughs> like, no, nobody who knows anything about me and Eric Stryker think that we're going to start doing a podcast together. Right. And so, you know, it turned out that, you know, one of these guys who was doing this had been like popping off in um, T 
TRS chat's trying to create trouble over there, and I banned the guy from the chat. But before I did that, I posted this to Telegram, and I said, my lack of interest in the goings-on at my competitor's HR department is staggering. All the commentary in my comments and chats thus far appears to be in good faith, but I discourage in the strongest polite terms further discussion of the subject. There's a long-running effort by people who have none of our interests at heart to stoke cross-platform conflict in the hopes that we'll destroy one another and save our mutual rivals a great deal of effort. But I've long hated my enemies far more than my friends, and I see no benefit in helping the enemy at my friend's expense. If the alt-right had not understood that, and perhaps invited fewer Democrats to the party, there would still be an alt-right. But they didn't, and now there isn't one. As the people and ideas which once constituted that noble cause find their new footing and establish new hierarchies, strategies, and ideas, we here at Surreal Politics and the Radical Agenda, who consider ourselves the very fortunate beneficiaries of much educational suffering, understand all too well that interpersonal spats are an inevitable part of any political activity. We understand as well that this is all the more so in high-pressure situations opposed by the most malevolent creatures who can pass for members of our species. That is among the reasons we have formed our infrastructure as we have. We believe this model to be strategically and technologically superior to that of our competitors. Time and our creative efforts alone, we suspect, will in due course prove this to be the case. We have nothing to gain by trying to bury the other shop. It would only make us look petty and jealous, and these are by no means masculine traits. For those of you with an axe to grind, I offer this simple suggestion. Send me lots and lots of money. If that sounds self-interested, consider what you know of my spending habits in the last year. I've invested every surplus back into the project. I've not bought a car, moved out of my windowless S-box. I lift weights and work on this. That's it. If you think my competitors suck, make me more competitive. And so I posted that. I am not looking to turn this into a discussion on the uh, internal politics of TRS or the NJP. Uh, but uh, I figured I'd drop that on the recording because uh, not everybody's on Telegram. And, you know, some of you are on Telegram, but you have that like, you know, you have an Apple phone or you have a or you downloaded the, the Telegram app from the Google Play Store, in which case you can't you can't see my Telegram channel because, you know, because there are a bunch of criminals at those companies. And so, um, you know, they're criminals and they don't want to get caught. So they hide they hide evidence and stuff. And so you can download if you have an Android phone, you can download the telegram app from telegram.org you can actually download it directly from them and install the apk is what the file is called um there's instructions on how to do that if you look for it you'll find them uh you can also if you apple you can't do that because because some people for whatever reason are you know they're like apple's a totally untrustworthy company and some people for some reason are like i i get an idea how about i make sure that i have no control over my phone whatsoever and i let the apple corporation decide who i'm allowed to talk to so that's kind of so if you do that, then you're not allowed to do what Apple doesn't want you to do. But you can still use a web browser. You can use the web browser version of Telegram on your Apple phone to view my Telegram channel. And it's unfortunate because I like Telegram so much. Like, I would, I wish that I could just do Telegram and no other social media. And that's, I basically do. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I post more to Telegram than any other social media. And I've even taken, a, I've, I've slowed down my Telegram usage even just, you know, it's very limited utility when, you know, people on their smartphones can't view what you say. And so, you know, there's a disincentive there. But, you know, I love I love the functionality of Telegram. It's my preferred platform. And so one of these days, uh, you know, we'll have our own thing and we'll just and everybody will use it because we're cooler than everybody else. But 
you know, real quick, I, I'll also say, I mean, like you guys mostly know, I mean, you signed up for this thing. You, you have a pretty good idea. You know, what I will say about the, the TRS thing is it's a, it's an example of why I set Surreal Politics up and why I set it up the way that I did, which is, you know, you could come to Surreal Politics and you'll get the SurrealPolitics.com and you cu- you'll get that content from Surreal Politics. Your SurrealPolitics.com membership will also get you content from FullHouseMembers.com, H-A-U-S, you know, um, and you get stuff from Coach and the guys at Full House. You can go to ChristopherCantwell.net and you could log in with your Surreal Politics membership and you can get member content over there. And I'm and one of these days I'll get to get around to populating that. Um, <laughs> it's not a whole lot there, but I do have the the Kathy Reisingwitz thing is published there. So, um, you know, the branding separation that I created is is born out of understanding the many conflicts that have gone over with the TRS guys, right? That like there's this long and and really ugly history of like okay they bring on content producers and they they part they go their separate ways and then and then there's bad blood and yada 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 and it's like you know there's a certain amount of that is going to happen i mean if i had people you know if i brought content producers into the network and they were attacking me all the time or something or they were you know running around saying that people should go shoot up churches you know i'd be like yeah get out of here i'm not going to tolerate that but you know i organized the thing in such a fashion that like you know there's not the branding concern that you're going out over my RSS feed. It's not like somebody's tuning in for Christopher Cantwell and then they're getting the guy who says Christopher Cantwell sucks, right? And so that was the whole entire point of the thing. And as a matter of fact, like that increased the complexity of the system tremendously. Like that was not an easy thing to do. And, you know, the, part of the reason that we don't already have more content producers on is, you know, I want to bring Coach and the guys on because they're they're completely trustworthy. Like they're great people. And I, I know that... I know that if I screw up and they discover it, then they're just going to let me know and then I'll fix the problem, right? Um, and, you know, there's a distinct possibility of that, say. And so we're still working everything out and trying to make sure that we're, we're, we're trying to get it to a point where I can bring on people who I don't necessarily trust nearly so much. But it works through an affiliate advertising program. So, like, I don't process payments for them. They send me sales and then I send them sales commissions. And that's – that 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 structure that payment structure is is very robust right because the payment processors don't care where you advertise the payment processors care what you sell you know and so i'm selling membership to surreal politics and then some people want to you know make use of our our authentication and our access control they're welcome to do that and they're welcome to send us sales so that's that's the business model here, and nobody else does that. The, the biggest problem is, is that I've talked about it in public. I have to in order to sell the product, right? Somebody's eventually going to copy us, and you know, maybe they have some more money and they can advertise better when that happens. Um, but this is a good system. Like, this is technologically superior to what TRS is doing, and eventually people are going to see that. And uh, and when it does, when that happens. Um, our power level is going to increase. You know, there's a lot of things that are going on here that, you know, that aren't, they are not necessarily like outwardly obviously visible, but we built all this infrastructure and we just have to, you know, go through the steps of building, building up the user base, say, okay. And I think that when people start to understand what it is that we've done here, when people start to understand the value of it, which will happen in part as a consequence of like recruiting other content producers. There's, there's other people that I already want to bring on, and I, I, I am in talks with people to do it. Um, you know, and once I start doing that, I think that that's going to generate a lot of attention, and then 
you know that can that can scale up very rapidly. Say so. Um, let's see here. Looks like you guys have been chatting in text for a little while. I'm not entirely up on it. If anybody wants to chime in on voice, please go ahead and do that. I'll read the chat and see if there's anything worth reading here. Hey, Doris. Hey, question for you. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised uh, post-release that you actually didn't do a show or uh, an interview with any of the guys over at TRS. It, I, you don't have to get into the details, but I thought, thought that was kind of weird. It's not in their best interest to promote me, right? I'm their business competitor. You know, that's what it is. Um... You know, or at least that's what I sum it up to. They've not said that, okay? But you you can be absolutely certain that they've got fans who have brought this to their attention. They, they, they're aware that I would not say no. And so you think about it, it's like, you know, we're basically, we're selling the same product and, um, and we have different political ideas, right? And so they have a larger audience than I do. They certainly have a larger customer base than I do. And so, you know, you expose you expose them to me. What is the likelihood that my customer base is going to go to them, and what's the likelihood that their customer base is going to come to me? Right? It's it's pretty straightforward. And so, well, yeah, and they had jazz hands did have me on, right? And so, like, and that actually didn't work out for that didn't work out very well, right? And I'm not saying that, you know, I I shouldn't speculate on why, but I think I think. It's interest. It's an interesting timeline that not so long after that the guy punches out. Anyway, I have no idea. I I shouldn't try to tie those two things together. That's inappropriate entirely. But you know, he 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 has me on. He basically like tried to you know talk over me in defense of the NJP, and he ended up not looking very good. Well, do the TRS guys want to do that? They definitely don't. Right? That's not in their interest to do. You know, and so. You know, the, you know, I don't, and I don't expect those guys to act against their interests, right? Like, I don't hold that against them, by the way. You know, it's like, I've had conversations with, you know, people in private about this. And, you know, sometimes people look at that as like a, you know, they, they see it as disreputable and I don't. I, I actually think it's, it's exactly what, if I was in their position, I wouldn't do it. You know, it's, there's, there's not, there's, they have nothing to gain by it. So, you know. Again, I mean, good radio. I mean, after all, you're a good speaker, and you came from a situation with a lot of insight that people probably were interested to hear about. You know, time in jail, getting locked up, being politically persecuted. It's <laughs> I completely understand exactly what you mean by uh, competition, and I understand that. But I thought that was a little strange that they didn't uh, have a little bit more eagerness to just you know hear from you. Um, but yeah, I will say that you know, I, I it's not surprising for me to hear this news about. Uh, Striker leaving TRS. Um, I, I hate to, you know, I'm not going to turn this into the TRS show, but I've always found some of the things they do to be a little strange and concerning. And uh, I won't say anything like, oh, they're plants or they're fake or, you know, honey pots kind of thing. But you know, I, I do think that a reasonable person could look at some of the things going on there uh, and have some reasonable doubts about their intentions, perhaps. Well, here's what, uh, you know, all right, we're, we're going to do this, I guess. So I do I from from the information available to me I wholeheartedly disagree with your assessment and I'll tell you why it's like you know look trying to do this as a business I understand you know the the pressures that are involved in it and and they've got the 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 added complication of you know they 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 find themselves in a position which I don't think they expected themselves to find themselves in right 
So, like, TRS was gaining some popularity in 2016, 2017. But first of all, a lot of that popularity was fake because Weave was manipulating the Alexa ranks, okay? And so, and I don't know. I've always, I've, I've acknowledged a million times that it was, that they were doing this for the, um, that they were doing this for the Daily Stormer. I don't know if I've said it in public that they were doing it for TRS, but here we find ourselves. That's, that's what was going on, okay? And, you know, between those two things, they had this synergistic thing, the TRS. When I went on TRS for the first time, ChristopherCantwell.com and TRS, you know, we uh, the, the Alexa rank, for I think you guys heard me talk about this before, but if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, Amazon, this was an Amazon service that based on what they could observe about web traffic would um, would estimate how popular websites were and rank them you know you know so the, if your likes rank is one you're the most popular website in the world and then you know every number higher than that is you're further down the food chain right so me and trs were both in like the 200,000 to 100,000 range or something like that and i was my website was actually more popular than theirs okay i had more uh i i had more traffic than trs did and after I went on the show, like, I mean, like weeks after I went on the show, they were in like the top 5,000 websites or something. And I was like, what the hell happened here? You know, I knew it was, there was no way, you know, but I didn't know what was happening until, you know, much later. Um, but I, you know, I was, I, I was like, there's no way that this is true, but obviously they're doing a lot, you know, and so... You know, that was part of what <laughs> what happened, right? Now, they didn't have a paywall. Like, I made the paywall thing and was like, hey, you know, you guys should, you know, do this thing, you know? Like, they weren't even, like, really trying to make money in, like, 2016. And I was like, yeah. I was like, come on, you know, let me, you know, I'm an end cap. Everything to be is economics and business. So of course, yeah, we should do this thing and I'm doing it. And, and you guys are, you know, you guys are running more traffic than me. So, you know, we should team up. And, uh, you know, it has, it came out that, uh, when like these, you know, P O A S T P post this, like, uh, um, Mastodon instance, apparently they got hacked and a bunch of, a bunch of DMS got leaked or something. And there was some consternation by, <laughs> by Sven. He's like, can you imagine if people found out that, you know, a business deal fell through with us in Cantwell or something? Everything, everybody would be, uh, what, what, I don't forget what he said, but he was not particularly enthusiastic about people finding out that this had occurred, you know? So we were, we were involved in sort of like this, you know, business negotiation, contemplating a partnership. And then they, um, you know, we did not come to agreeable terms. It, it wasn't, there was not a there was no hostility there it wasn't like uh you know they didn't cut my throat they didn't take anything from me but they kind of like stopped responding to my emails at some point now in their defense actually you know basically what i said to them was i was like okay you know i've got the technology you guys have the larger audience you know let's split it you know your entire outfit gets half and i get half okay and i'm just so good at what i do that that's a good idea that's when they stopped answering me, okay? And so, you know, I'm not sure I ever mentioned that part of it before, 
um, because I I don't, I don't really try. I try not to talk about this situation because I'm not trying to inflame a conflict. I, I tell you this detail to reduce the potential for conflict, which is what I said was not was not what I expected the outcome of the negotiation to be, say, because, yeah, you've got like a bunch of guys and you've got a bigger audience than me and I'm going to take half the money and then you guys are going to split it between 10 of you. No, they're not going to do that. And so, you know, but they got, you know, they got sort of a come up when I went to jail. <laughs> so like, I get kicked off of my payment process. I end up in jail in Charlottesville and, you know, they've then then they've got the paywall and they're the then they're the only game in town. Right. And so, boom, you know, they they came up, you know, I'm not saying they came up at my expense, you know, but they 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 get, they got to come up as a as a consequence of me getting knocked down. Right. And so. That's why Sven's like, you know, was like bugging out in these messages. Like, this is, this is going to look bad. And I don't, I genuinely, I'm not of the opinion that, like, it does. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that they did anything disreputable. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I want half the money. Uh, and, uh, you know, you guys should, uh, you guys should have sent to that. And they were like, yeah, I don't think I'll reply to you. I'll just do my own thing. Right. And that's what they did. And so, you know, God bless them. Uh, now, Knowing that, right? So, like, I, what I mean, the reason that I go through that story um, is because I'm, I'm telling you, like, I saw the whole thing happen, right? Like, I, I watched the whole thing occur, you know? It's not like it, they did not show up here and, you know, magically find themselves in this position, right? Like, I know exactly the mechanics by which they find themselves in the spot that they're in, okay? And because they find themselves in that spot, like they you know they've got a position to protect they're they're like the most popular you know nationalist podcast they've got all these people they've got this revenue they've got to protect it you know and so like they're doing things to to try to protect what they're what they've got and if you if you believe that you have you know good ideas and you believe that you're pursuing a worthwhile goal well then like yeah like of course you would do that Right. Like if you think that your ideas are important, you think that you're advancing important purposes, like you're not going to allow people to stand in the way of that. Right. And so, you know, if people get in their way, then like they're going to use whatever power they have to, you know, make sure that that person doesn't stand in their way. You know, and if people want to and if there are people who have the potential to be a threat to what they do, well, they're they're certainly not going to help that go on right they might you know how they're going to react to it they can react to it a number of different ways but one of the things they're not going to do is help it right i mean that's that's something that a reputable actor would do and so that's that's my that's my broad assessment of it i don't think that they're doing anything you know whether or not you think everything they've done is wise or all their ideas are great is another question but you know you know the the, the what everybody complains about the what what i hear the most complaints about i don't listen to the other podcasts so i have no idea what they're talking about on their shows but what I hear people complaining about all of the time is these, you know, these people come on, they, they syndicate producers, they basically use them up, throw them away is, you know, is how some people will frame it. And I don't think that that's necessarily, you know, I don't take any position on how accurate that is. That's a common perception, say, and there may be merit to that, you know, but like. I understand that too that like i've had people on my platform you know and i've had to be like yeah no we're not going to do that you know i syndicated the bold patrol <laughs> right uh, you know like you know eventually that's not a good idea you got to get away from me right 
you know, I had Matthew Drake on for a while, and Matthew Drake said, hey, you know, you've got this thing with the doxing going on. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'm cool with you, but I got to step away from this. And I'm like, okay, you know, fine. You know, I get out of, I get out of, I get out of prison. My, my website is plastered with all this Dugan nonsense and guys cheering on the Zelensky regime, right? I don't want anything to do with this. No, get out of here, you know? And so like, you know, I understand like people got to separate when there's like a, you know, you got a political thing, you've got branding going on. It's like, you know, you got to, you got to part ways. And so whether or not you think all those decisions are wise or, you know, the best idea is another question, but like, you know, I don't think that I, I don't what I know about their behavior does not look suspicious to me in any case. And I'll let you respond to that. I know I've been going on for a while. I, I didn't really think it's in good faith to say that maybe their plans or whatever. Like I, well, I think you said it best, you know, we don't have to agree or think they did everything smart for them to be plans. You know, they just could be doing it differently or what I would say wrong per se. Uh, but yeah, I guess I, I've just been frustrated at a lot of the things they do. Um, during COVID, when you were locked up, uh, I think I and I think a couple of the people in the chat mentioned, you know, we did subscribe and kind of listen to their content while you were gone. And uh, Ed, you are sorely missed, sir. You are sorely missed. And I think uh, one of the things that I really disliked was, in many cases, when they would pretend to know about something that they didn't, and they would basically just talk nonsense instead of just saying, I don't know, or maybe Google it. Uh, that kind of drove me crazy. And I think the other thing that was counterproductive, same thing with the... Uh, political party too. I, I thought that could have been done better as maybe a non-profit or some type of charity versus a political party with all the issues attached to that. I just thought it was poor planning and poor judgment, but hey, that's just me. You know, I think the political party, you know, uh, th that was, you know my opinions on that, obviously. You know, I think the political party was misguided at best, you know. And, of course, you know, in the, in the, in the back and forths with, uh, uh, with Stryker leaving, you know, he, he points out like, hey, this was my baby, right? You know, national-justice.com or .net, whatever it was, was Stryker's blog, right? He he had a blog called National Justice, and then they created the National Justice Party. That was his idea, you know? And so part of the reason that I find it amusing <clears throat> that anybody would say that I should go hook up with Stryker now is that, you know, you know <laughs> that that's exactly... The, that's exactly well among the points of contention right and so but you know it, it the other thing that comes out of this is like okay well this guy's been screaming njp njp that's the strategy and then he's out right was is he going to go start another political party is he going to endorse the party that just kicked him out is he going to continue attacking republicans and say vote for joe biden right Hook up with Stryker? God, no. I don't think that's what they meant, Roland. Um, you know, you, how many political parties should we start, fellas? Right? I mean, this can get this can get silly really fast. And I knew this from, you know, dealing with the libertarians, right? The libertarians were, you know, I was with the Libertarian Party. I ran for Congress in 2010 on the Libertarian line. I was, you know, I was a committeeman and all this stuff. I was involved with the Libertarian Party for years. And you see what happens in third-party politics, and it's silly, right? Like, you have these people who are, you know, they're LARPing as political actors, fundamentally, and, you know, the idea that they're, you know, they understand that they're not going to win elections. They may or may not say that out loud, but they, you know, if they're, if they're, if they have enough political savvy to find themselves in positions, right, if they can outmaneuver their opponents, 
it means that they have the they have the intellect to understand that they're not going to be winning elections. And so, you know, what is it that they're maneuvering for and what is all their politicking about? Well, you know, they have a diversity of motives, say. Um, but you saw this like split off. You know, you have the you have the Libertarian Party, you have the Constitution Party. I, I, I'm not going to say that the Constitution Party split off from the Libertarian Party. But what you had, you certainly had a lot of like back and forth that somebody like leave the Libertarian Party, go to the Constitution Party. Somebody leave the Constitution Party, come to the Libertarian Party. The Libertarian Party and the Constitution Party would like, you know, have like, uh, you know, their, you know, leadership from, uh, you know, a, a nearby chapter would go sit down and be like, well, you know, we should try to work together. And then they'd do that for six months. And then they'd be like, you guys all are a bunch of Nazis or, you know, whatever it was. And so like, you know, a two-party political system has its flaws, say, you know, but you can't, you, you know, these, it forces serious political actors to negotiate, you know, and I think that that's something that doesn't, it's not ideologically rewarding to, you know, ideologues, but I think that it has the potential to, you know, it, 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 our current sta our current station in the United States would not tend to indicate this, but you know, there's been a lot more stability in the United States than there has been in other parts of the world, say, you know, and you could make the case that, you know, the two party system is largely responsible for that. Like it does not it does not lend itself to dogmatic ideological mysticism. Like you have to go and you just have to negotiate with people because. You only have these two vehicles for political and social change. And to in order to participate in either one of those, you, you have to negotiate with the people who are already there. And then you have to think about what, you know, the general public wants and 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 temper your ideological excesses as you attempt to win the public over to your side, you know, and so like. If you're like an ideologue, then that's very unattractive, right? You're like, no, like I want to go and just completely reorder society according to my whims, you know. But as a matter of fact, like the general public doesn't want that. Like even if your ideas are good, like the general public does not want you to completely reorder society, even if you would reorder it better, even if you could convince them that your complete dramatic reorganization of civilization would benefit them, the change alone would be unappealing, okay? So like, you know, when people are off in their like, you know, fringe ideological circles and they're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to do something other than other than the two party system. What they're actually saying is we're going to go do something other than politics, you know, and it's fine. You can do that. But like, watch what happens every single time. It's it's a perfectly predictable circumstance that, you know, those people are going to have more interpersonal spats than 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 the regular political parties do. Because that's all there is to it. There's not a higher purpose to be obtained, right? Like if you're in the Republican Party and you're trying to win the presidency of the United States, you know, you, you can you can temper your ego and your ideological excesses because you, because you have no other choice. And that's how you work towards obtaining that that grander prize, which is your party in control of the government. If you have no intention of being in control of the government, what is there? There's money. There's ego you know maybe there's sex like you know like there's there's no higher thing to be obtained than your own personal aggrandizement and so you're going to have you know more of these things than you do in 
in the two-party system. And, of course, we see this is not to say the two-party system is free of scandal, <laughs> right? It's, it's all over the place. But, like, but that's all you have in third-party politics. It's the only thing that you have is your own personal aggrandizement. So, obviously, you're going to see these things. Now, is everybody who has this problem, are they going to go start a new political party? Well, they might as well. Like, why not, you know? You're going to have the Eric Stryker political party, the Mike Enoch political party, the the Sven political party. Like, everybody, just start your own political party. You know, we'll just have them, you know, you just you start a political party like you start an LLC. You get a, you know, you, you just have your own sub stack. It, your sub stack is your political party fundamentally, right? You know, whatever it is. That's that's what third party politics is at the end of the day. That's why I... Well, I guess two things on that. I, I guess one thing I always wondered, and I, I always kind of speculate that maybe their uh, resistance to trying to work within the Republican Party or the two-party system, but uh, I feel like many of them came from the left. I, I know Mike and both Stryker were, as far as I understand, were pretty far leftist at one point before they came to where they are now. So I almost wonder if maybe their reluctance to work with the Republicans almost kind of stems from you know, unintentional or not, that disdain for Republicans they might have initially had. Um, and also, that's one of the things you mentioned, too, and you're talking about, like, I guess, self-interest, you know, knowing that they're not going to get elected, per se. That's why I thought it was frustrating how they wouldn't, you know, want to have you on or have you speak. Uh, even though you might have different goals, you still kind of represent uh, a victimized figure uh, from in our, you know, kind of movement. And I think that uh, the fact that they seemingly prioritize their self or their business over the movement or the cause, I guess this rubs me the wrong way, because I guess I, that's kind of how I see it, more or less. Well, you know, and I and I understand why you would see it that way. From their perspective, they are the movement, right? So, like, and I understand that that's, that's, not, a, that's not a view that, you know, I endorse, and I understand that, you know, probably most of the people who pay me $10 a month would not endorse, but as far as they're concerned, they are the movement, right? So, like, the, protecting their interests is protecting the movement, you know. And, you know, again, you can disagree with that viewpoint. I certainly do. But if you look at it, if you look at it through those, if you look at it through that lens, then what they do to protect that thing is reputable, right? And so, you know, that's that's the thing about it. So, like, I think that, I think I agree with your assessment that a lot of stuff they're doing is unwise. You know, it doesn't actually, it doesn't actually pursue the things that they purport to be pursuing say um but that's not i don't i think that that's that's a consequence of the incentives of their position informing their perspective i think is is probably the the way to look at that and that's that's the way i look at it and that's why i don't get mad at them you know what i'm saying like you know like and i like mike enoch like you know i i i have almost no relationship with sven when i've met him when i've talked to him it's been good i it has reached me through intermediaries that you know maybe Sven has not always been my biggest fan but that he has been warm towards me in you know recent years but I've I've met I've hung out I've spent time I've shared drinks with Mike Enoch and like I enjoy that guy's company I would I like if if he was a completely if he was if he was a I don't know if I could tolerate him if he was a Democrat I imagine that you know he'd probably have very different you know personal qualities in that instance but you know like I would listen to him talk, even if I didn't think that I was broadly in line with his ideas, because I think he's a very talented speaker, and and I and he's just he's a personable, like fun guy to be around. I enjoy his company. Um, you know, 
I have very limited interactions with Stryker, and those have been like they've been confrontational, right? Like it be like our first meeting, we get into this like economic argument at a at a party at Sven's place in New York that went on for hours. Like the entire time that I was at this party, me and Stryker are arguing about economics, basically. And I enjoyed doing it at the time. Like I was still like in libertarian mode. I'm like, oh yeah, I get to go, you know, defend libertarianism to this, you know, socialist or whatever. Um, but you know, in hindsight, it was like, you know, was, we're at a party and you're like, you know, getting into this confrontation with me. Right. And in my view, like he's just been trying to win that argument ever since. And that's kind of like annoying to me, frankly, but you know, I don't know. Speaking with this, you know, I, I sent my mom, uh, a couple of like speed, speeches and she basically just replies, oh, I, you know, I looked him up on Wikipedia. It's very interesting. Uh, his middle name is Isaac. It's very uncommon to see that on someone who isn't Jewish. Uh, but hey, I also agree with you. Out of all of them there, I actually enjoy uh, him the most, usually. But I'll leave it at that. All right. Yeah. Uh, if anybody else has anything they want to chime in on the TRS thing, let's get it out of the way, and then and then we'll try to we'll try to move on to all of you who allow who make this possible. Um, you guys who are members, you know, you're the, you're what, you're how I pay the rent. Okay. I, I like literally, you know, I don't know if people assume that like, uh, I'm one of many <laughs> internet content producers who has some other stream of income. I do not all of my money. I do not collect welfare. I don't do food stamps. I don't like section eight. None of that. I live in a place that probably most of my neighbors have the government paying their rent. I don't do that. You, you pay my rent and I'm very grateful for that. And so, uh, I'm going to keep on working my butt off for you, and I'm so thankful um, for everything that you do. And, of course, uh, I'm not going to hit you up for money because, you know, you've already paid. So I will see you guys Friday and Monday, and then we'll be back here next week. Thank you very much for tuning in to Surreal Politics. I'll see you real soon. Have a good night.